you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Happy Friday on this November 5th. My name's Kay Adams. Thanks for picking us this morning. Kyle Brandt, Mike. Ugh. I don't know. Go on. Garofalo. Garofalopolo. I don't know, Mike. We lost it's like, it. It's like D'Angelo, but, you know. Garofalo. <laughs> D'Angelo Hall, if that's your real name. <laughs> D'Angelo. D'Angelo. You sound like a Ninja Turtle now. <laughs> yeah. And now I want pizza. Way to go, Lead Block. Lead block. All right, Lead Block. So we having so much fun with Mike White all week, and we were wondering, he has such a great name for the, the New York newspapers. After last night, in which he got knocked out, but was kind of in, maybe he would come back. What did the New York Post go with this morning? Oh, Should we see me. it? Let's go. White of the Living Dead. Are we sure and I not get it. Wite? It might be Wite of the Levine Dead, <laughs> but uh, that's only if uh, Mike's good. ancestors are taken care of. It's a pretty good headline, and it's apropos, because let's get into this. It was a strange status for Mike White the entire game. First status was he became only the second player in NFL history to throw 400 yards in his debut, he and Cam Newton. So then he comes out and he bangs his wrist and his forearm against the giant mitt of DeForest Buckner and then spent what seemed like hours getting his fingers pulled and prodded by the docs. What do you think, D'Angelo? I'm a little dumbfounded, man. If, if, if I had the game he had last week, ain't no damn way they're keeping me out the game mm, this week. Nah, nah. It was an exciting week for a Jets fan, and then 45 points in the defense and Mike White knocked out of the game. So let's hear from uh, Mr. White about a health update. Mike, we wanted a roof break. What happened out there, bud? We don't know exactly when it occurred. I know I felt it on the touchdown throw to Elijah that I just kind of felt it kind of almost lock up on me and, and going to the sideline, my, my two middle fingers kind of went numb and I just I couldn't aggressively grip the ball, you know, enough to, to be out there and help my team. Uh, as a forearm, couldn't, couldn't grip the ball. Uh, I think his feeling came back later in the game, obviously in the fourth quarter, by then it was uh, too late. We feel good about him getting healthier over the weekend and being ready for next week. The... Um there was some video of Zach warming up before the game, and it looked like he was moving pretty well, at least throwing. 
where is he? I mean, is he progressing a little bit quicker? Like no, it's, he's progressing exactly like we thought. So um, there's hope that we can, at, like I said, it's the same thing at the very least practice next week. And we'll see how he progresses over the weekend to see if it's, if it's an option to get him on the field. Love Coach Sala looking dejected, but I'd be happy I'd be I'm answering questions about my quarterbacks and not my defense and their performance against the Colts. He's defensive-minded co- uh, coach. He's going to have a lot to answer all week long. It's just true, Ian. It was a, a bad showing by the Jets, but let's talk about the quarterbacks here. Uh, Mike White injured. Zach Wilson, as you just heard from his coach, uh, also not 100%. What is Mike White's status this morning? Here's what it looks like going into next week. Mike White, who suffered that forearm injury, seemed to be a little bit of a nerve issue that left him with trouble gripping the ball and couldn't quite make a throw that he felt comfortable with until the end. So here's what we know going forward. He should be fine for next week, so he should be able to practice. Zach Wilson, the number two overall overall pick and someone that still believe is the future of their franchise, he should also be practicing as he comes back from that knee sprain. Maybe Zach Wilson takes an extra week to recover, so maybe we actually do get the Mike White start that I think so many of us are just simply curious about. If Wilson progresses faster than they think, maybe he ends up as the starter. But I think most importantly today, it seems like Mike White will at least be healthy enough to go next week. And, of course, there's some good news. There's a couple extra days of rest for whoever oh. is the starting quarterback for those Jets. Now, we have some developing news as we bring in Mike Garofolo, who's weirdly staring at me five feet away from me. We're going to pretend we're not, and we're looking at our direct cameras here. Uh, let's go to Cleveland <laughs> and talk about it. Odell, Ian, I'll start with you. The latest you can give me on what's going on between Odell and Cleveland and what might happen today or ahead of the weekend. Well, it is a matter of when, not if. The Odell Beckham era in Cleveland is expected to be over at some point soon. Now, what's going on now and what has been going on the last couple days is a negotiation between Odell Beckham's agent, Zeke Sandu, and the Cleveland Browns to figure out what is going to happen to his contract. Remember, he's in the middle of a huge contract extension. He originally signed with the Giants, and then when the Browns traded for him, they picked it up. He's got about $8 million left this year that is guaranteed. So he is getting that. And from what I understand, there's not going to be a pay cut involved for Odell. So he is going to get that money. So, Mike, what the Browns have been doing is working on a restructure that will likely, this is not firm and final, but likely end like this. Beckham's salary cut down to about $1 million, close to the minimum. He gets the rest in a signing bonus. That means that when the Browns do say goodbye to Beckham finally and end this era, which I think everyone has sort of been, including Beckham, has been waiting to end, then this is a contract that is very claimable. So Beckham wants to be free But it seems like what the Browns are doing is make sure that he doesn't exactly get to choose where he's headed. I saw someone suggest that his contract will be so claimable that the Giants will claim it. Oh, my gosh. No, no, that's not going to happen here. They've been through this. And now the Browns have been through this. And now another team is going to say, well, Odell Beckham's got that talent. We'd love to have him in here. We can make it work with Odell Beckham, and maybe they can. We shall see. I do know there is going to be significant interest in Odell Beckham. Mm. I know it's already starting with some of the players who are trying to recruit him, some of the quarterbacks. You probably know who I'm talking about. We'll see how it plays out through the next couple of days here. But we had to address his role in this one because this week started out with reports that, oh, Beckham was ready to show up for practice, and the team told him, no, stay home, and it made it seem like some kind of discipline thing. It's not that. It wasn't. First of all, they can't do that without officially suspending him or releasing him. You can't bar him from the building. And it was communicated to him that, yeah, if you if you come here, we're going to let you in the building. But he didn't want to be there anymore. In fact, he had asked multiple times over the recent months for a trade 
from the Cleveland Browns because it just didn't suit him. The offense didn't. I mean, everybody's making it about Baker and Odell, but, right. you know, it's a run-heavy offense. This is an emotional guy, so when he doesn't get the football, it starts to snowball. Mm-hmm. I was told that the way his inaction, that's the way it was explained to me, made it clear that he didn't want to be there. So, and in the end, the side said, you know what, let's move on. Now, I also saw something else, and this needs to be addressed if you're not paying attention to, to the ins and outs of this thing. What's that? Folks said, uh, I, I saw a couple tweets about this, why bring him in if you're not going to feature him? This was not the head coach and the general manager that brought him in. That's a very imp- they inherited Odell Beckham. They tried to make it work as best they could. It didn't work out, and he soon will be free to sign with another team if he clears waivers. Mm-hmm. Angelo Hall, player's perspective on this. I will say, I, wa- I watch you. We've talked about this for three days. And every time, even a news rep- you, you're all in. You're intrigued by this story, and I think all the players are. I'm all in because there's no denying that OBJ is a hell of a football player. Just like a lot of really great receivers, they want the football. It's no hiding that fact. And so I just wish the actual truth came out. And I think the actual truth from what I've heard from guys in that building is that Baker's at fault in this whole thing as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Baker comes in there. Baker's a different kind of guy that I think when we see him in front of the camera, you know, he kind of puts on one face. (laughs) And there's a humble face. There's a... I'm, I'm all about the team face. But behind closed doors, I'm hearing different things about mm. Baker Mayfield. I'm hearing he's part of the problem. I'm hearing he throws OBJ. He threw, he was throwing OBJ to football in practice. But in games, for some reason, he just wasn't throwing him to football. Mm-hmm. I, I heard weeks ago, he came to OBJ and said, yeah, yeah, this ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I see all of that. And then I see OBJ, you know, kind of getting... You heard that Baker said that to Odell's face? Yes. Mm. And if so, this isn't going to work. And so knowing all of, the, all of that stuff, seeing the way everyone's just has, has kind of jumped on OBJ, you know, I've, I've, and maybe it's because I feel like I'm OBJ in this equation. Because I've been a part of so many different teams that it's, always, it's like it was my fault. You know, I got cut from Oakland after signing a $75 million contract eight games in, and everybody was, well, well, what did you do? What did you do? I remember having an E60 special and Lisa Salt. I'm like, well, somebody said you were acting like a butthole. What did you do? And I'm uh-huh, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. wasn't the case at all. Al Davis literally told me, you were the last dude we paid out of that crazy free agent spending spree we did this offseason, and we think you should be the first one since you were the last one. It's only right, unless you take a pay cut. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, Mr. Davis. I just got here. I'm not taking a pay cut. Like, mm-hmm. the way my contract was structured, and so I looked like the bad guy. I mm-hmm. mean, I even had conversations with coaches, and Tom Cable gets on TV and, like, throws me under the bus as if I was the dude who had done something, you know, wrong. And so I'm, I'm very emotional about this because I know the kind of player this dude is, and I also know that it takes two to tango. This isn't so... And OBJ has his faults. You know, he's a diva. He's, he's very well-liked by players, though. Very well-liked because Cleveland he Browns, plays the game Everyone the right loves way. Odell. He plays hard as hell. He will block. He will do all of those little things. But in doing all those little things, if I'm open, throw me the damn ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the bottom line. And that hasn't happened there. And I, look, I want the kid to go somewhere else and, 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 and go shine. Because I still think he is that type of player that can go out here and literally dictate coverage. Mm. And for me, it blows my mind that this organization can't figure out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Because for me, this Browns team has that excitement and has that 
we can win it all factor because of him, because of the run game as well. But because you also have a guy on the outside, like I love Jarvis Landry, but he ain't no home run hitter. Mm -hmm. Jarvis Landry is a possession receiver. Like I said, I love Jarvis's game. Mm -hmm. But OBJ is your home run hitter. Mm -hmm. And him as a part of this offense, all working together, that was scary. Just this run game, sprinkling in with some guys on the outside, to me, I, I just don't think Cleveland has enough. Mm. I hear you. Um, He's just a great player that I want to see go out there and make plays. There's a fascinating divide, I think, with Odell in how the players look at him and how some of the fans look at him. I think there's a great respect amongst players for the talent. I think there's a lot of eye roll amongst the fans. And today, look, obviously it wasn't a fit with Cleveland. It, for whatever reason, they inherited him, he and Baker, whatever. The question is, if you were at home watching this show right now, do you want Odell Beckham on your team? Are you saying, yes, let's get this guy, Odell, OBJ, I don't know if I am. I think it depends very much on the team. I, I think, you know, there's Tampa rumors, maybe. I heard New England rumors. Who the hell oh. knows? But if I'm at home and I got the jersey and I watch Good Morning Football and my team's kind of middling, it's a pain in the ass, man. It is. And, and, and it's, it hasn't been worth the squeeze in a long time. It's someone whose fame has well eclipsed his game, I think. And a lot of players, a lot of teams out there that uh, we can help make our team better. I'm not jonesing for it or reaching for it. Here's the thing, going back to, to your situation, D. Hall. When it happens once and you're asked, what did you do? And you say, it wasn't me. When it happens twice and you're hearing a lot of those same notes are getting hit again. And again, this is not about, you, you talked about it. It's not player to player. It's not like he's in that locker room and he's got a bunch of guys saying, get him out of here. You heard them all yesterday and they were telling the truth. We'd love to have him back mm -hmm. if he wants to be here. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge qualifier, if he wants to be here. So this went higher than the locker room just like it did with the Giants. Mm -hmm. So when I say to you now he's going to have his third team, and that team's going to say, well, we can make it work. Can you? Mm -hmm. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. there a long line? Is there? A long line of teams wanting him? There, there's no question because, Kyle, they didn't experience it. Like I said with the Giants, when everybody said, well, was he going to go we back to change. the Giants? Giants yeah. are sitting there like, uh, yeah, no, he's not coming back <laughs> here. Because they've been through it, yeah. and the Browns have been through it. But 30 other teams are saying, well, we can make it work, and it's only for a short period for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. So right? it's like a prove-it year he takes a one-year deal. Yeah, and, and he won't be here long enough because it, it starts here. It yeah. always starts here. And then it goes this So it won't be here long enough to hit that mm -hmm. unless he signs beyond mm -hmm. the season. Mm -hmm. I love you guys. Great conversation. I love you, too. I don't even know your last name. Don't tell me you love, love me. You. We Mike. won't see Aaron Rodgers on the field. But... We get Nate Burleson's thoughts on this hey. whole situation after the break. It's another guy who doesn't know how to say his last name, Nate Burleson. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Ed Reed on the way. Highlights from last night's Jets. Colts, 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 Colts. Can't, you know, Garofalo's just messed me up. Garofalo, Garofalo. And our next guest doesn't make it any easier for me, Kyle. Mm-mm. With the last Give name. it a shot. Time for the best part of our Fridays, we're welcome back. Our old friend, Nate Burleson, mm-hmm. Burleson, Burleson. Did you just blame Garofolo? Just, just unsolicited. Just blame it on Garofolo. Yeah, no. All else fails. You were working on television. <laughs> he decided to tell us today that the correct pronunciation of his name is Garofolo. Um, uh, that's not how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Garofolo. You trying to make it sound sexy? That's well, yeah. maybe. Gosh. That's probably to, what it is. He wants Nate. to be like Garofolo. Yeah. That's what Who it is. With, there was a couple of peas in nice there. It makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the commercial break, you were telling D'Angelo Hall that you liked his take on Odell Beckham Jr. I'm so excited yeah. to have you on right now because you've been a longtime vocal yeah. supporter of Odell. What do you yeah. think? Well, one, let me um, say that D. Hall was keeping it all the way real, and which is why he's so good at his job. Um, but I feel him, though. You know, people um, got in their feelings a little bit when Odell's dad, you know, made the comment under the video that showed that Odell was open more times than people actually realized. What is his dad supposed to do? Is his dad supposed to point out the mistakes, the drop balls, or are him not getting open? No, he's going to point out the majority of the time where Odell had a few steps on guys and didn't get the ball. You know, the point of being a wide receiver on any level is getting open. Odell can still create separation. He can still be a playmaker. He can still be a dynamic guy within the space of your offense. You know you have guys that can move the chain. You have guys that can work the interior like Jarvis Landry. You have the tall guys on the outside. Odell can do it all from sideline to sideline. So the frustration for a wide receiver, a fan of Odell's, is the simple fact that you have him on that roster. You're paying him a ton of money, and it just isn't working out. And for anybody who will say, well, well, one, he's been banged up, and he's not as, he's not as explosive as he once was. Do so we remember before Odell got hurt? last season and he was fantastic and doing it all throwing the ball downfield catching the ball downfield and running reverses so if you can't make that guy work it's not on the player it's on the offense let's talk about something a little less controversial Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. Nate <laughs> <Right. laughs> he has dominated the headlines oh this my. week for testing positive oh for COVID-19 which yeah. will force I don't mean to laugh about that apparently he's fine uh, which will force him to miss Sunday's game against the Chiefs then it was revealed that he's actually unvaccinated despite saying that he was immunized before the start of the season uh, your thoughts on this whole situation Uh, How does this go over in the locker room, although it should be noted that the players did know that he was unvaccinated? Right. How does it go over in the locker room if the players know that 
that he was unvaccinated and the team is winning, I'm pretty sure I'm in that locker room saying, what's the big deal? Let my quarterback play because he's playing well and we want to win on Lombardi. Now, on the flip side, and when you're looking at some of the backlash that other players, um, not just, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving in the NBA, but you look at Cole Beasley. When he came out and he was very vocal about being unvaccinated, people were taking shots at him, direct shots at Cole Beasley and other players. So now you have Aaron Rodgers, who somewhat misled the media. I'm not even going to say somewhat. Yeah, he did. He misled the media into allowing them to think that he was vaccinated. So I understand why, from the outside looking in, people are paying attention to what Aaron Rodgers has been doing over the last couple of months in Green Bay, because there are certain protocols, right? You're not supposed to eat with guys that are vaccinated or lift at the same time. You know, you got to wear a mask in certain places in the building around your teammates and media. And it looks like some of those protocols might not have been followed. Now, I don't know that for sure, so I'm going to say that some of them might not have been followed. Uh, but with that said, if that is the case, then what's going to happen? Is this just preferential treatment for one of the NFL's superstars? We've seen it before. It happens, right? But when it comes to COVID, though, and putting people at risk, not just your teammates, but also people within that organization and the media, it's a much bigger deal than people are making it seem. Nate Burleson, with this savage raiding of your children's Halloween candy on Wednesday. I didn't see this, oh, yeah. but I heard about it. You picked out whatever you yeah. wanted from their trick-or-treat bags. Yep, yep. I'm just asking, as an aunt, what are the rules of engagement uh -huh. as a parent here? Are there certain candies that are off-limits, a statute of limitations, and what's the weirdest thing they were handing yeah. out in your neighborhood? Well, they were handing out these, like, after-school soccer game snacks, that, you know, these little granola-type bars and shortbread cookies. Like, you don't give that to kids. Come on, now. I had to make sure that that was one thing that I threw away. Now, when it comes to kids' candies, I feel like there's an unwritten rule that they have first right of refusal because it's the one thing that they actually earn. You know, I mean, my kids are basically growing up, like, Fresh Prince and Carlson, you know what I'm saying? So they get to do some chores, but not really. They're not outside mowing the lawn like I used to. But when they go out there and walk door to door out in the cold, they actually earn that candy. So if my kid looks at me, he's like, Pops, I'm going to need you to come up off my candy. I'm not going to get offended. I actually got to look at him and say, you know what? You earned it. Two hours out there in the cold, door to door. You got it, fam. It's really good, especially since they have to walk two acres every time over the property in the neighborhood that you live in, Nate. That's a lot of work, too, for them. So they really, really did earn that pack of nerds. They take right. Ubers from house to house, I hear. Yeah, a golf cart. Hey, Mike, oh, you got an Uber hey, XL hey, just Kyle. to go to the next hey, house. Your neighborhood ain't too shabby either. Come on, KB. I know where you live, fam. Talk about it. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Let's break down some of these matchups and something we call Mad Minute. 60 seconds on the clock. Let's kick it off with Jordan Love. Can't wait to see this kid leading the Packers against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. What are we looking for in this one, Kyle, as we are robbed once again of Aaron Rodgers v. Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> I believe in a thing called love. I don't know if I do, actually, but I'm going to be watching him. I don't know if Matt LaFleur does. What's interesting is coming out of college, a lot of the comps that Jordan Love would get were Patrick Mahomes. He's sort of a Patrick Mahomes type. He could evolve 
evolve into Patrick Mahomes. Now he plays Patrick Mahomes. I want to see what this guy's like in the fourth quarter if it's tight. I want to see what he's like in the fourth quarter if it's not tight. I want to see how he talks to Devontae, how he talks to LaFleur, because this could be the future. Amazing people watching in this one, Mike. Just Jordan Love all day. You guys, last week when we were talking about the Thursday night game, you showed the Thursday night Cowboys-Packers game from way back. Rodgers comes yeah. in when Favre gets hurt. He plays well, and the Packers are saying, well, we have got, got our something. guy. So this game on Sunday is more than just a big so game true. for the Packers this year. This is the long f- story here that we're watching yep. here. If he comes out and he plays well, this is going to have offseason implications. I'm looking at this Kansas City defense, all right, because we all know Green Bay is going to try to do with Jordan mm-hmm. Love by protecting him. They'll run the football. They'll have some schemed up plays. But I want to see if this Kansas City defense can take the next step. Did I run out of time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kansas City defense has to take the next step. So. Bagnolo, you're on yes. notice. The yeah, Packers' yeah. seven-game win streak is their longest since 2011 when they started the season 13-0. and Okay, we've got an oh. NFC South divisional battle. The Falcons and the Saints facing off in New Orleans. <laughs> you hate my little nugget stats, but I love them. I love them. <laughs> what are you watching know. for here? Mike Garofalo, Falcons, Saints. Trevor Simeon. I mean, I know Sean Payton's not really giving it away, right? It might be Taysom Hill. It's going to be Trevor Simeon. I mean, we'll see some sprinkles of Taysom Hill like we always see of Taysom Hill. Trevor Simeon's a nice little quarterback. I like him. I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to run the offense well. Wow. That, that to what me is he like? A nice little quarterback. Did I just insult him? It's so patronizing, <laughs> but so I think great. it's accurate. That might be a compliment. No one else is saying that this morning. If it's accurate, that's all I care about. I'm a reporter. And the Falcons got to try to find a way to find another target. I mean, they tried to sit there and force feed Kyle Pitts, I showed y'all the breakdown. Yeah. When you put a corner on him, though, it's a different ball game. Guys aren't going to defend Kyle Pitts with linebackers and, and big old safeties. They're going to put some corners on mm. him because this dude is running routes. So, Matt Ryan, find somebody else to throw the football to every now and then. Mm. I love Kyle Pitts, too, but got to find another yeah. target out there. Also, That's Matt the Ryan, don't, don't lose the, to Trevor Simeon. Like, last week you lost to... P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold. And if anybody says Matt Ryan is a nice little quarterback, the Atlanta Falcons fans are furious with daggers out like that. Keep the Saints, or keep the Falcons alive, rather. Beat the Saints. Don't lose to Trevor Simeon. Saints have won six of the last seven over the Falcons. Do you think he likes Trevor Simeon more than Carson Wentz? He doesn't like anyone more than Carson Wentz. It's like one of his childs, one of his children. Who would you rather have? Trevor Simeon or Carson Wentz? I'll take Carson. Yeah, all right. I'll take Carson. (laughs) What? what? The Broncos head to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. What's intriguing? D'Angelo in this one. This Broncos secondary, I mean, I got to see him live uh, last week and watching Patrick Sertan sit there and go blow for blow with Terry McClellan, who I think is one of the most underrated receivers in the game. I can't wait to watch him line up against Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, um, and then the rest of those guys in that Broncos secondary. Mm-hmm. I know they don't have Von Miller, and that's a big loss to that football team, I think, because um, rush and coverage meet together. Uh, but I tell you what, I love the Broncos mm-hmm. secondary and going up against It's the, weird to see Denver without Von Miller. It's been I like know, a decade. I, but I don't think we're going to see the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. Looks like he's going to play, and I think the Cowboys are going to win big in this one. I still think they're the best team in the league right now. We're going to watch this week. Really? I do. I really do. I think they're the number one team in football. They haven't lost in seven weeks, and I don't think they'll lose this one. Absolutely. Uh, that is certainly the biggest storyline, Dak Prescott. But when you lose Von Miller as this Broncos team, he's the heart and soul of your organization for, what, 10 years or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It just, how does the team react? You know? go on the field and you kind of look over and he's not there. I, mean, I understand he's been injured before, mm-hmm. but the notion of like he's gone and he's not coming back, how does this team react? I, I'll be interested to see what kind of effort they give. Cowboys have lost six straight to the Broncos. Last time the Broncos won was 1995. Consequently, that was the time that they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Vikings face off against the Ravens in, in Baltimore. What's got you excited about this matchup, Garofalo? <laughs> 
It's like Kyle's face. No, I, I don't. I don't hate the trivia. I'm always nervous about the trivia question. Oh, you're like, there it is. No, I'm always like, <laughs> what happened in '95? What happened? I'm in my head. I Mike, what do you think? It, but it's like so irrelevant. Like, who cares? It's not. I like them. I kind of like saying them. Go. I've got sure. this game for uh, game day morning, so I'll be down in Baltimore. So I'm excited nice. about that okay. one. Yeah. How about Rashad Bateman? Right? He is. I, I knew I'd get you Let's on that go. one. Yeah. You love it. He's back. He's feeling good. I talked to him yesterday. He said uh, coming back from surgery, didn't know if he could trust it and all these things, but he looks great on film. And I think he's going to be a big weapon for Baltimore down the stretch. Hey, I got to give some love to my former teammate, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's been playing it. lights out football right now. And look, Wink Martindale loves to blitz. So I think the Vikings will have some answers. Kirk has to stay poised in that pocket, hit his elite receivers, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I think they'll make some plays. This is the game that the Vikings win. And I, I, I mean traditionally, like in their brand. When yeah. they're out, like yeah. they beat the Ravens when no one expects them to after the terrible loss last week. Then they'll beat the Chargers. Then they'll lose by 30 to the Packers. This is the Vikings sort of in the middle of the pack brand. Baltimore's going to hate this. I actually think Minnesota's going to win this game because that's what they do. That's what they do. John Harbaugh, 10-3 and three coming off by weeks. It's really good. Could we talk about Andy Reid, but I'm going to give John Harbaugh love. The Patriots guys going down to Charlotte, battling it out against the Panthers. Stephon Gilmore looked good. A little revenge game for him. Kyle, what are you looking for? There's this whole movement now. Here come the Patriots. Here they come. And Peter's doing the Imperial March. He doesn't even know what the song is. I saw everyone saying, here they come, here they come. It is kind of interesting, the Sam Darnold factor. Because remember, this is the defense that made him see ghosts, and that's going to brought off, and that's going to be on Twitter. I don't see any reason why New England won't win this. Carolina's not trending great right now. I know they won, but I think New England takes this game. I do. Wait, so Peter, I didn't. I saw most of the show. Peter goes, week, what's that Star Wars song? Dun, dun, dun. And Peter's like, never seen yeah. any Star Wars. He but he key. says the Patriots are now like the Empire coming back, storming over the... Here know, they the come. Rebels. I yes. dig it. I love the Gilmore revenge factor. He's down in Carolina. He's feeling good about a lot of things. It's a new, fresh start. And then you look up, and all of a sudden, there's that logo. I used to wear. How does that uh -huh. uh, affect you mentally? Uh, Bad let's juju see. there a little bit. A little something. A little something there, revenge-wise. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. You know he wants to make a play. Yeah. And that Panthers defense, look, I think that New England does win this game, but I think it's going to be a little bit harder than a okay. lot of people give them credit for. Phil Snow, what he's been doing with that Carolina defense, they can rush the passer, yeah. and they can have, they got some guys on the back end that can cover a little bit, so... Yeah, I don't know if mac and cheese has a great day, but I do think New England wins this. Are you okay. in, are you making are you saying Peter's like going too soon on this and like you need to see more? Or are you in on the Patriots being a thing in the AFC? I'm just kind of zagging because it seems like a lot of people are saying here come the Patriots. Yeah. And so yeah. you know what? I changed my mind. Carolina wins by twenty. Carolina, <laughs> weird weird stat here. The Panthers have won three of their last four against New England. Okay. What? That's something. That's strange. Keep pounding. It is time for some top five Friday for week nine. These are the best fantasy values. Some sleepers to plug in your lineup. Wide receiver is really bleak, but we start with a quarterback to Otunga Vailoa. Great matchup on Sunday. How did I say this yesterday? Is yeah, it was something. Tonga Vailoa. Tonga Vailoa. He's got the Texans. <laughs> Easy. He's thrived this year whenever he has a soft matchup, like the one he has in week nine. He has 20 or more points when he faced the Falcons, the Jets. So if you lost Rodgers, if you have Brady, you can't play him. They're both on a bye, or he's on a bye, rather. Put in Tua. Tonga Vailoa. At running back, A.J. Dillon. Mm -hmm. How about that? The Packers running back, too, had 16 carries for 78 yards against the Cardinals last week. I would imagine Malifor wants to do a little of the same here. Jordan Love managed the game. Let's run our offense through the run. I think he gets heavy volume again. Great matchup against the Chiefs. No Aaron Rodgers under center. At wide receiver, Kadarius Tony. Mm -hmm. There's an easy one to say. Tony's uh, had a few quiet weeks after dealing with some injuries. By all accounts, he is healthy. And I think he gets going in a game that the Giants are likely going to have to put up some points 
and open up the offense against those Raiders, that defense that's been really generous to opposing slot receivers. You love Derek uh, Carr. If he lights it up, he tries to do something, this team rallies game script-wise. I think that Kadarius Tony's going to have to do his thing for the Giants to try to do something to get this offense going. Another wide receiver because you can't play. I mean, honestly, my God, when you can't play Mike Evans, there's so many missing, especially with bye weeks. Van Jefferson is coming off back-to-back -back games with double-digit fantasy points. He has less competition for snaps and targets following the release of Deshaun Jackson. So I would play him this week against the Titans at Sunday Night Football. They've allowed the second most points to receivers this season. And finally, at tight end, Dan Arnold. I put yep. him on my waiver list on Tuesday. He reeled in eight catches for 68 yards on 10 targets. Doubles of targets for tight end is awesome. He's become a safety blanket for Trevor Lawrence, one of his top targets through eight weeks of the season. I think it very much continues in week nine. The Jags have to throw a lot against the Bills this week. So take a look at my top list of some good values here. Tua Tungvaluwa, if you don't have Brady, if you had Rodgers, he's a great pickup if you couldn't get Carson Wentz in your lineup yesterday. A.J. Dillon, 16 carries is pretty good. I imagine that continues against the Chiefs. I don't know if the touchdowns do, but I like him. Any thoughts? Yeah, the Dillon thing is, seems to be right on the nose. Like, I, everything suggests that he's going to be very active. I personally hope that one's wrong. Why? Because I want to see Jordan Love cook. What, I want to see him play. What, what will impress you? Three touchdowns, 300 yards? Like what kind, what, just... just command. Like, I, I want to see him have a chance to win the game at the end. And I hope that, like, if the Chiefs get out of control with it, then they won't be able to give it to Dylan. But most likely it'll be. I mean, Dylan's a great fantasy player this week. But in reality, I really want to see the game in Jordan Love's hands. Do you think Matt LaFleur in any reality is going to let that happen? Only if he has to. If it's 17 nothing Chiefs, and it's like, well, Jordan, get ready to start chucking it. But we'll see. I don't know. That Chiefs defense is pretty bad, too. The Packers yeah, defense looks better. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say, Kyle, to your point, is game flow, too, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. How's the game going? Is Jordan Love handling some of the looks that Kansas City has given him? Is the Kansas City defense still as bad as we all think uh -huh. they are? Yeah. And so I think it's kind of a flow um, that that LaFleur will ultimately decide, hey, I'm stick with this run game and mm -hmm. protect this yeah. guy, or let's For go. For our show's purposes, is it more fun if Jordan Love has the best game ever or the worst game ever? By For far our the best show. game ever. Really? Because <laughs> we're going to show this Chiefs-Packers game in February, March, April, June, July. It is going to be the piece, the Zabruder film of the Packers offseason. If he blows it up, those four touchdowns, we really have something. Coming off his first loss of the season at the hands of the Packers. Which version of Kyler do we see week nine? We've got that game preview and more Mad Minute style next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! We got a good slate on Sunday. Let's break it down 60 seconds on the clock, please. The Giants welcoming the Raiders to town, guys. This is a big one. You know I like Kadarius Tony very much. Mike, what do you like in this one? Yeah, uh, first of all, Saquon Barkley uh, back in the building this morning. It was a Great. confirmed... False positive. The Giants have had a ton of false positives this mm. week. A short week. You got guys in and out because of COVID, but not even COVID. They're out because of a, a failed test. So Saquon back. But he's still got that ankle, so I don't think he's going to play. I do think the Giants play well. This feels like a Giants win to me. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders. I mean, we talked about it earlier, having to deal with their coach, now having to deal with Henry Ruggs, wanting to see those guys respond the right way. I mean, that's a football team that's been through a whole lot. And so I just want to see those guys go out, respond the right way against a Giants football team that they should should be pretty handily, in my opinion. I feel the same way about the Raiders. The Raiders have won two in a row. It's been already a, an unbelievable, notorious, infamous season for all a lot of terrible reasons. They continue to win and continue to garner that national attention for reasons on the football field. They will become something of a black hat America's team this season for enduring through that. I think it continues this weekend. I bet they bounce back from this terrible week and they beat the Giants. It's well said. Uh, do you want to do Chargers-Eagles? Okay. want to do that one? Yeah, let's okay, do it. Okay, let's do it. Bolts against the Birds. Chargers heading uh, east to take on the Eagles in Philly. What intrigues you, D'Angelo, on this one? I mean, I think it's going to be how Justin Herbert responds. I mean, this is a kid who has not had a lot of adversity. Let's go. I mean, he has hit the ground running his first year. Second year, I thought he struggled a little bit with new coordinator Joe Lombardi, but it just seemed like they continued to roll. Then Bill Belichick came to town. Kind of confused him a little bit, had some turnovers. I want to see how he responds. This Eagles football team, okay. Jonathan Gannon, their D.C., he's been mixing things up a little bit. The fans wanted more pressure. I think he switched some things up a little bit, so I'm, I'm excited to see Justin Herbert get back out there on the football This is going to be a fun game to watch because they're home in Philly at 3-5 and five, and it's almost, I don't know if it's loser leaves town, but Philadelphia needs to win this game, and they need to finally respond to the next Sirianni deal, and they need to finally back up Jalen Hurts. Four and five with a home win over a team that seems pretty good. Maybe rally that team in Philly, Mike. A team that seems pretty good. That's the key. You know, last week they did the things that people wanted to see. They yeah. ran the football. They played good defense, and everybody said, well, you did it against the Lions. Well, the Lions have been playing teams yeah. tough. Apparently it they wasn't enough them. for folks. They want to see it against the Chargers. That's the intriguing storyline here. I mean, just I'm looking at Herbert's numbers, guys. Back-to-back losses. 209 yards a game. Three touchdowns, mm-hmm. three interceptions. And he's really got to turn that around. All right, let's go finally to to L.A., the Titans head out there to take on the Rams. That's your Sunday night football surf and turf. Mm. What are you excited about? Mike G., which is the only safe way to say your name. Yeah, I'll take the layup since I'm going first here. Uh, it's how do they replace Derrick Henry and the expectation, I believe, is that Adrian Peterson's going to play right out of the gate. Wow. I mean, he's not going to have a full complement. you got to kind of mix him in. But then Jeremy McNichols. Nice little player. I did it again. Jeremy McDill, nice. Been hanging around, hanging around, kind of like the end of rounders. Uh, Gets a chance to shine a little bit here. I mean, and he is a nice player. 
but he is not Derrick Henry. I tell you what, I mean, just trying to figure out what this offense is going to look like without Derrick Henry. And then, you know, I'm excited about the Rams. You know, right. I, I had to text Les Snead and say, hey, Les, Les is the GM for the Rams. I had to text him and say, Les, I love what y'all did with Von Miller because I do think that is a complimentary piece that takes this Rams football team did he to the respond? next level. Oh, yeah. What did he say? D-Hall, I, I love that you love us making moves like that. I said, Tell I wish y'all made some moves the, uh... like that when I was playing. Nah, I'm sorry for that. I couldn't have that was back in Atlanta. He was with me in Atlanta. Though. Tell me love the coffee mug that Les Snead's parents, uh, kids gave him. It's something about the draft picks and how it feels about them. And maybe we'll see that this weekend. We'll see. How about this on a Friday? This guy is in the conversation for greatest football player to ever live and most unpredictable good morning football <laughs> guests. He's got a gold jacket. He's got a gray beard. He is an icon. He is Ed Reed. What's up, Ed? What's up? What's up? Good morning. Ed, let's get into it right away in the AFC North. I remember during the Ed Reed era, you guys weren't getting stomped and smacked around by any Cincinnati Bengals team, and yet we did watch that happen. They lost to the rival. It was really, one said, 41-17. to 17. But What are your thoughts on this Ravens state of the nation right now, midway through the season 2021? You know, division games are always tough, and believe it or not, we always had battles against um, Cincinnati. Um, though the Ravens had a bye this past week, they could have been looking forward to that. Plus, they came off a tough win the week before. You know, you got to stay focused week to week. This is the NFL. You know, on any given Sunday, you could be beat. Great to see you, as always. Thanks for joining our show. Uh, you recently had some constructive uh, feedback for Lamar Jackson. You mentioned to the ringer, quote, great quarterbacks don't take hits. Why was it important for you to point that out? You know the gravity of your voice, especially in that locker room. And how have you seen Lamar's game evolve throughout this season? I like how things get worded when I do say stuff. You know, I'm not <laughs> critical of um, Lamar Jackson. I'm critical of quarterbacks in general. Definitely more um, as people are, as the media is, when it comes to African American quarterbacks. Um, I can point out all type of quarterbacks that's been hit, that take those hits, and over time, those hits catch up with them. Um, most recent quarterback is Cam Newton. A quarterback can't take those hits. Ask Peyton Manning. Um, why you think Tom Brady is still playing after 30 years? You know, there's a reason for that. You know, because he don't take those hits. A quarterback has to throw the football. You know, once you get into throwing the football and taking those those hits that we give out as defenders, you know, it affects your throwing. So I want to see Lamar Jackson have success. I want to see longevity out of our quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of the biggest fans. So, yeah, I'm critical as well. I'm thinking more like a teammate. You know, this, this is stuff I've seen in college with Derrick King. This is no secret. You know, I'm not saying anything that, that people don't know. You know, I'm trying to look out for Lamar as if he was my teammate because I know if he's on the field, Baltimore wins. And it's been a rocky situation with Odell uh, Beckham Jr. and the Browns over the last few days. Now they're working toward parting ways. Do you think this could affect the Browns over the course of the rest of the season? Um, of course it'll affect them, but this business is next man up. You know, Odell got to check himself. He's bouncing around a little bit right now. You know, it might not just be the organization. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. You know, um, that's a tough situation that they have going on. The Browns um, been a little rocky organization, you know, over time. So hopefully they can iron that out and, and it work out for both. But, you know, obviously something that's not working. Playing free safety, everybody wanted to be Ed Reed. That's how much of an impact you had on the game when you played, now that you're retired. 
when you watch the game, who do you think reminds you the most of yourself and why? Um, nobody, honestly, because I didn't just play free safety. I played both, you know, and I tell that to young safeties now. You know, you can't just focus on being, um, you know, on one side, you know, or, or just being that strong of free safety. You got to be able to play them both. You know, I see attributes to different guys at times, but I don't see nobody consistently making those plays, you know, and affecting the game the way we did. You know, that though I, I was making plays at crucial moments of the game. Um, you know, I see guys out there making plays as Poirier, those guys in Buffalo, um, Arizona with Bubba, you know, Adams in Seattle. You know, and um, I mean, I like corners and digs and Ramsey and those guys making plays. You know, I think um, D'Angelo, man, you know, especially with this day and age in football, how it's, it's purely offensive driven. These guys should be making more plays, man. But they they playing a little timid out there. And I think that might be because of the rules of the game. Please visit us again. Ed. Thank you. Definitely, man. Good morning. Bless to y'all. Greatest of all time. The go. Ed Reed, baby. Mm. We love making predictions, and we have very little time to do a pigskin picks. Who goes first? It's going to be me. Me. Mike, go ahead. There you go. Uh, Saints hosting the Falcons in the Superdome. Uh, I called Trevor Simeon a nice little quarterback earlier. I think I insulted him, so, but uh, I love the guy, and that's why I'm going with the oh, Saints okay. as my... Light him up. Words again. Light him up to Red A. Grass fan paid for that. Pigskin pick of the week. All right. Adam's been in there. Yeah, I'm two minutes. I'll be off the show, and I'll be starting my weekend. Uh, right, Kyle? We'll be yeah. off the show, running to our homes. I've got my <laughs> eye on the matchup between the Packers and the Chiefs. Whoa, what was that? Uh, Matt LaFleur does his thing. Packers take down the Chiefs. Ooh. That is my ah, Packers with LaFleur and Jordan Love. Light her up. Yeah. Oh, Let's go. Perfectly curated eyebrows. Let's go. She hogging in there. Got a feet kicked up. And look, I'm going with the Rams hosting the Titans. I mean, come on. Kay just mentioned it. Tennessee hadn't won a game (laughs) without Derrick Henry since he wasn't drafted there in 2015. (laughs) So, and then, you know, this Rams defense. That's why I'm going with the Rams for For my. Light him up. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. (laughs) Hard, 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 hard. Three, two, one. All right, so the, the Titans have not won a game oh, without Derrick Henry. <laughs> they haven't lost a game with Adrian Peterson. I think they just lost their best player, and they're going to be wildly motivated, and Mike Vrabel's going to coach them up and get a win in L.A. I'm going opposite, D-Hawk. Wow. I'm going for the Titans wow. as my, yeah. Move over to SoFi Stadium. Adrian Peterson, the oldest man in L.A., is going to run for 87 yards and a touchdown. You heard it here first. Light him up. I think the Titans win. Nick Nichols is a nice little player, too. I heard we'll that. See so what many he nice does. He actually players. is little. I, Daniel, yeah. I'd just like to say hi to Mr. Brable this morning. Good morning to Mr. Brable. You said you did? I said I, we should say good morning. Oh, then. yeah, good morning. Yeah, we had Kevin Byard on our show yesterday. We just oh. want to give all that love back. We've got D'Angelo Hall. He's got the day off tomorrow. Mike Garofolo, he'll be on Good Morning no Football. Days off. No days Weekend. And then, of course, Kyle Brandt. We're, we're leaving. We are out of here. I'm out, too. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Bye. Like the beach, so enjoy the way. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.